Hello and welcome to the How to Travel Vegan podcast. I'm your host, Tom Simak, and today we're celebrating a vegan Christmas. So welcome to today's episode, not a city guide at all, but I thought I should get into the festive season by doing a Chrissy episode. Uh, And the main reason I'm doing it is because when I first began, began, what is the word? Uh, I think that is the word, began? My gosh, this is a blonde moment I'm having right now. When I first started my vegan journey, I was super, I guess, anxious about big social situations and getting bombarded with questions about my veganism, especially by family, because more often than not, they can be pretty damn savage. So today I want to arm you with some ammo that I personally use and I know a lot of other vegans use as well to kind of help defend yourself against all the most popular questions about the lifestyle and the nutrition and the ethics and things like this. So firstly, if this is your first vegan Christmas, I hope your family's nice because otherwise strap in, um, it can be pretty difficult and I would definitely arm yourself with some enticing studies and anecdotal evidence about the most popular things like B12, uh, most commonly your protein and, and things like this. Also studies about like cholesterol and meats. We won't go through that too much today. It's mainly just going to be responses to questions to get yourself out of the situation and get the other person thinking. Um, it's not about trying to veganize them for, for this particular episode and, and what I'm going to be talking about. That's your job to kind of look into different studies um, and ways that you can be an activist within your family. Okay. Let's kick things off with the most common by far question, and that is, where do you get your protein? Uh, I kind of want to give voices to these people asking the questions, but I I don't want to be rude. Um, My response to this is pretty much the same depending on personality and where I stand with that person, but I say, honestly, I get my protein from the food I eat. Everything has protein regardless of how little or how much it is. I mean, gram for gram, soy has more than beef, but also foods like bananas, um, watermelons, apples, vegetables, they all have protein and you can have dense sources from like beans and legumes as well. I don't like having mono meals, so I generally like to make things like pasta and pizza, burgers, things that you would eat, really. I just substitute them for different more ethical choices. Like it's the 21st century. So luckily we have things like Coles and Woolworths and IGA that all stock alternative meats, um, which supply just as much, if not more nutrition than what an animal or an animal byproduct would provide, which is really awesome. With a lot of these things, I answer them with sincerity, usually with a smile on my face. And I like to look them directly in the eye just so they know that I actually I'm not being a smart ass because you can come across that way or maybe being, I guess, vegans have this connotation of being offensive or quite douchey. Um, I definitely don't want to come across that way. So just looking them in the eyes and just showing them physically that I'm being honest, I think is a really good 
trait when talking about veganism. Um, But moving on to the next question, I heard plants feel pain. Um, This is a good one. I kind of laugh at it and I'm like, where is education going these days? But my response is, nah, not at all. Uh, Unlike animals, plants actually don't have a central nervous system and no study has actually come out that says otherwise. They do, however, have chemical reactions that happen in response to damage. So, for example, the ethanol gas that you use to mow your lawn, um, actually the thing that's happening there is the plants are releasing melanin, which also happens when the sun hits our skin. So that's really cool science for you. But just to play on your point a little bit there, if plants do feel pain, that would actually make you feel worse because not only would you be contributing to the pain of the animal that you would be consuming, but also the animal for that few weeks or years that they've lived have actually consumed plants and plants feel pain. So you're kind of doing double the dose and experiencing a bit of a double whammy of pain. Um, That's a bit cynical for my liking, but um, yeah, they definitely don't. But if they did, we'd be worse off anyway. Next up, what about these canines though? Honestly, we as humans would be the worst omni or carnivores out there. Our canines, or I guess flat-ish looking ones, can't, well, what are they able to tear? Like what kind of flesh, uh, especially comparative to say a lion, um, which people generally relate themselves to, and you look at a lion or a cheetah or a leopard tear up a gazelle or a deer, and then you look at what we would be able to do to that flesh, firstly, we wouldn't be able to take down that animal because we don't have claws like they do either, Um, especially the speeds we run is nothing comparative to theirs, but the canines just aren't, they're not good enough. On top of that, other large animals like hippos and gorillas have canines many times larger than ours, yet they are perfectly sufficient on just plants. Moving on, Animals are humanely slaughtered. This is a really hard one to talk about without getting too philosophical, but I would take actually a more human stance approach than an animal stance approach at first, and that's changed throughout the years. But questions I would ask is like, have they personally been to a slaughterhouse? Have they seen the conditions that these humans work in? the smell, um, the things that they're actually partaking in, actually the slicing of the throats and the cleaning up and the bashing of the animals, are they actually there witnessing that or do they know what that even looks like? Have they seen Dominion and watched, watched Earthlings as well? These things are so far from our conception of what humane is and the workers that are in these slaughterhouses literally wear nappies in a lot of times like if you're not going to respect animals you're not going to respect the humans either and not only is this an animal disjustice but a really big human disjustice as well and usually when I get there they don't talk about slaughterhouses or they say no I only eat farm animals or things like this and I say well when you go to Macca's and when you eat these things are they farm produced the animals that we commonly buy in a lot of the supermarkets and butchers, they're not as ethical and humanely raised as you think. And if they say, no, 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 it is, just ask which slaughterhouse they come from. 
Have you looked into it? Which farm are they from, even if you can go a step further? And they won't be able to answer any of these questions. And the point isn't to make them feel bad, but it's to really probe the fact that they don't really know, I guess. And then when you get to this point, you'd also say, well, not only slaughterhouses, but what about seafood? You don't see the turtles and dolphins that get killed as bykill while catching the other fish. You don't see the ocean dead zones. You don't see the piglets getting castrated, um, like their tails cut off with pliers without being drugged, like they feel everything. You don't see this happening. And a lot of the time, people don't know that this is happening. And this is part of the educational process that we're going to go through. And that, I guess, we're going to go through when I'm talking to them. But you can go through with them as you're, as you're talking. So I do recommend, as hard as it is, watching, I guess, slaughterhouse footage so you can understand what exactly goes on. So you can confidently portray that image to another person, um, which is a really good visual key or tool to help that question get passed so they can start thinking about why the hell they asked it in the first place because humane slaughter is not a thing. And that's what the goal is to get the answer to or them thinking is it's maybe not a thing. And they're not going to respond with, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go put this down and not eat a steak ever again. The point is just to get them thinking and then kind of sending them a resource like Dominion documentary or things like this. That was a bit of a tangent as I ramble on because I usually script a lot of the episodes, especially when I'm doing the research of the restaurants. But these episodes, I kind of like the free flow a little bit more. Um, but yet again, another tangent. On to the next one that is probably literally designed to frustrate us. And that is, what if you're on a deserted island? I usually have a few answers for this one, depending on the person, if they're genuinely curious or if they're just being a douche. So the douche is, the, or the douche response is basically a meme. And I say, well, that's, that's a bummer. I guess I would answer it in the same way as this question, which is if I lived on a planet with plenty of fresh food and resources would I still continue to slaughter animals for no reason at all? And just wording it like that, it's just douche to douche. You can respond like that, uh, or you could respond a bit more practical. You could say something like, well, because I'm on a deserted island and there's animals, I'm going to take a very safe assumption that there's actually grazing plants. So I would eat what they eat. In fact, talking from a survival standpoint, slaughtering the animal is definitely not the smartest thing to do. You would want to eat what they eat, but also animals are, are a very good natural compost. So they're going to promote the growth of these plants. And so you're going to have them more to eat as you go. You're not going to be artificially inseminating them and raping these cows to produce kids or, or sheep, whatever the animal is, and then killing the baby and then redoing that process. That's unsustainable. You couldn't do that by yourself because you're going to run out of food pretty quickly. But if you use these animals to your advantage and use the plants to grow more plants and seed and, and you reaped and you sowed and things like this, you can produce a really cool agricultural system. I feel like I'm getting too excited about this. 
But the the question is legit moot. I, I'm not a I'm not an expert in growing plants at all. But that seems like the most probable and best situation, best case, to actually survive on a deserted island, depending on how small or big it is. Next one is, but you drove a car here and you probably ran over an insect. So you're really not even vegan. To which, I mean, it's kind of a bit of a frustrating question at first because you kind of expected to be this perfect human being. And that's exactly how I respond. Um, And I respond with, that's true. I probably did run over an ant, but I personally struggle a lot with being perfect. I don't know if you do too. It might just be a me thing, but I definitely try my best, I guess, to be the best version of myself in terms of my health. And I try not to harm other things purposefully. So when I accidentally kill an insect, I'm not going to then accidentally kill a dog or purposefully kill a dog because that doesn't justify the action. Another thing I would add with that is plastic straws. We know it's not good, but if we go to a cafe and we accidentally forget to say no straw, please, and then you're sitting there with this cup with a plastic straw in it, you're not just going to litter that on the street just because you've already screwed up. So screw, let's litter it and let that go get in a turtle's mouth. I don't know what happens with straws, like just animals ingest it and it goes wrong. You're still going to dispose of it properly because you're a mature human in a society that needs you to do good things. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself and I hope that you're trying to be the best version of yourself as well. Um, And that basically shuts them up pretty quickly, to be honest. And a really good way with all of these questions is again, looking into their eye and really just being honest and having that conversation with them. Again, real human connection, guys. This is key. Key, real human connection. Help them make the animal connection. These are the most common questions that I got asked in social situations, so I hope they gave you good food for thought. I've been thinking about them for many years, so I've concocted answers that really work for me and my personality. Obviously, adapt them to you and how you are as a person. Don't copy me, but use it as a base. Clearly, I've labeled this as the vegan Christmas episode, but these questions and answers are useful in any social situation. And there's a few other things I'd recommend. Firstly, find an athlete or two that you really like and learn about them. You don't need to be an expert in nutrition. I'm definitely not. But there's a few people I follow like Patrick Baboumian who I can quote and who I can reference in terms of what they've won. Uh, things that they've achieved recently as well, um, because people do like to hear that. And that's usually my go-to because I'm not the buffest dude, especially when talking to guys, all they talk about is protein. I use someone else. I outsource, don't be an expert in everything. It gets exhausting. Second thing, I really like bringing food, Um, especially cake, things like mock meats that are mixed into a meal, because people love to see that they don't have to sacrifice their taste buds uh, to be vegan. So bringing food is a really cool social way to get people talking about amazing foods that don't have to have animal or animal byproducts. And lastly, enjoy some amazing time with your friends and family. So to wrap up today's episode, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm grateful for all of you. 
And if you guys want to leave me a Chrissy present, please leave a like on the video or a five-star review on the podcast, whatever app you are listening to this on. Helps out heaps. Much love. Peace.